Take it away, Derek. What's your question? Why do you guys talk about comics so much? Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? 18 years. <laughs> Toothbrush is still fresh. Did they have sex? Because, I mean, she Hulk, you know. Damn it, Tony. We went an entire episode without mentioning Maggot, and then you ruined it. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Batman's got his little fishbowl on his head, but <laughs> Superman doesn't. Cyclops was right. Except when he was wrong. Master Bruce, you are calm. I'm going to silently judge all of you. Shut up, beast. <laughs> Shut up. Like I've read it so many times, you know, it pretty much just crumbled in my hands. Come on, old chum. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read him? See, I didn't hate Hellcat until you made me read this miniseries. It was just a joke, but you made it real, Justin. No. You made it real. I, I prefer my Dazzler singing, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival songs at Australian bars. Titty discs. And... <laughs> That's what to be known as from now on. Like, I'm going to go into the Marvel Wikipedia and Whatever it is. <laughs> the worst titty discs. <laughs> get better than that. Comic books. Motherfucker, do you read them? Hey, guys. Welcome back to another leg break horrific super speed tastic episode of fan holes comics motherfucker do you read them hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc i'm going to be one of your speedster hosts tonight but i am not alone i am joined by my fellow speedsters why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight Hey, it's Mike, and it was me, Wally. Hey, this is Justin. Hey, yeah. So this is this is. I I feel like I'm stealing something from Two True Freaks because they used to have a show where it was like, let's get Chris to read a goddamn comic book. But I feel like this is more like let's get Mike to read a goddamn Flash comic book, and that's been our our super secret agenda for 2023, I think. And I I mean, I guess this isn't the first Flash comic that Mike's ever read, but I, I know we we had him read that one. You were on that episode where Justin brought the the one issue of Flash from yeah. his Spinner Act days, right? So like yeah. we're 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 slowly like edging him in, and actually this this percolated things in my brains like for later to like be like, hey, I I know what I can bring randomly that he won't expect next, and we can talk about it, you know. So I started thinking about stuff like that. But one of the things that came to mind was a a long-standing storyline from the flash and it was something that was was quite uh i guess uh you know it was kind of infamous and and well regarded all at the same time and it's a storyline entitled the return of barry allen and i'm pretty sure you can you can get that or you you were able to get that i don't know if these are out of print now or not but i know there were like trade paperbacks of it and everything. And I remember reading it off the stands in real time. And I think technically, like we, we were trying to build this as like a 30th anniversary show, but I think, I think, uh, I, I think the numbers are a little off. Cause I think originally I thought we were going to read flash 74 to 79, but I decided it would be helpful and, and, and worth it to read flash 73, which 
technically the, the cover dates on 73 to 79 are February 1993 to August 1993, so it's kind of fudging it. But the actual on-sale dates were December 15th, 1992, all the way to June 15th, 1993. So this is, you know, about uh, a half a year's worth of Flash comics. And it was something that, that I was reading off the stands in real time at the time. And, you know, it was something that, I mean, I guess, you know, spoiling ahead or whatever it's it's something that that i was certainly captivated with month after month the cover price was at dollar 25 and the titles of all the different stories are one perfect gift trust running behind identity crisis not that one suicide run blitzkrieg and the once and future flash the cover credits the first couple covers from 73 and 74 are by greg laroque and from 75 to 79, the cover artist is Ty Templeton. The writer is Mark Wade. The penciler is Greg LaRoque. The inker is Roy Richardson. The letterer, Timothy Harkins. Colorists are Matthew Hollingsworth and Gina Going Rainey. And the editor is Brian Michael Augustine. And I do not have a patented Justin synopsis, but I mean, you know, I imagine it would go into spoilers or whatever. So I'm not even going to attempt it. I'm just going to go ahead and, and read my my synopsis that I, I wrote myself. I didn't steal it from anywhere. I just I just wrote it because I like this story so much. Wally West and Linda Park are celebrating the Christmas holiday with Jay and Joan Garrick. When Joan asks Wally to get Jay out of the house, the two go on patrol as the speedsters, The Flash. The two speedsters zoom around performing good deeds and Wally saves a pregnant woman from being run over by a car. Once they shelter her from the snow in a church, Jay superspeeds some doctors to her for a house call. The pregnant woman confides to Wally that her husband Joey is about to be laid off and that he's agreed to rip off the store with a crew after the 7 p.m. closing time. With 10 minutes before the closing, Wally races to the store only to find it packed to the gills on Christmas Eve. Wally eventually figures out that he can't find Joey because he is the mall Santa. Joey is about to walk off with the stolen loot when a kid that still thinks he's Santa reminds him that all he wants for Christmas is for his dad to be out of jail. Joey, struck by this child, is going to return the money and bring the kid back to his mother. But then, the crew shows up to collect their cut of the stolen money. The crew opens fire on Joey, but Wally super speeds into the rescue and saves Joey from the hail of bullets. Flash makes short work of the crew with a few super speed punches. He tells Joey he'll explain to the authorities after he returns the child to his mother and has Joey run off to the church to be with his wife during labor. Afterwards, Jay and Wally join Joan and Linda to open Christmas gifts under the tree when there is a ring at the door. Who could it be? What the what? The long dead Barry Allen, the Silver Age Flash, has returned from the dead and is at the front door. While Jay Garrick and Hal Jordan are celebrating Barry Allen's return, Wally West thinks it's too good to be true. Barry says his energy was reformed after Wally's battle with Dr. Alchemy, and once his memories returned, he grabbed his Flash costume from the museum and went looking for Wally and Jay. Hal vouches for Barry, and his Green Lantern ring also confirms he's the real deal. There is some confusion when Pied Piper comes to warn Wally about a new gang boss in Central City. Barry first goes to attack the Piper, but then Wally suits up as the Flash and Barry also joins him as the Flash. 
while he tests that Barry can vibrate through a truck as they race through the city. The two speedsters search for a sniper that is at the Central City Amusement Park to take out rival boss Handsome Jack. Wally spots one of the snipers first and breaks down the roller coaster track he was perched upon. Barry finds the second sniper in a park ride and speeds the ride until the sniper is unconscious. Wally finds the third and final sniper in a mirror maze, and while Wally stops the sniper, Barry pushes Handsome Jack out of the line of fire. Barry takes off and pays tribute to his wife, Iris, at her gravesite. Wally catches up to Barry, and overhearing Barry's plea to Iris's grave, now has Wally's complete trust. Barry and Wally then both race around the city as New Year's fireworks explode in the night sky. Wally and Jay stop a group of robo-commandos from committing a train heist. When the train is derailed and about to plow into a school full of kids, Barry starts funneling a cyclone to slow the train down. With Jay and Wally joining him, the train finally stops without hurting anyone. After some time with Linda, Wally is back on the case with Jay Garrick. Wally finds Barry in a nearby alley trying to unlock the mystery of his return. The Combine exit a warehouse with a techno tank, and all three flashes race in to stop the tank and save the Keystone City Police Department. When the Combine tank has shot Wally and a building falls on him, the group claims they've killed the Flash. Barry then goes berserk, screaming, I'm the Flash! Do you understand me, punk? I'm the Flash! much to the horror of the semi-recovered Wally. With the return of Barry Allen, Wally begins to worry he might be redundant as the Flash. He also questions what he heard Barry say a few nights ago and chalks it up to his own paranoia. Unable to compare notes with Jay Garrick on Barry's recent behavior, Wally follows up on a lead the Pied Piper gives him on the Combine. Elsewhere, Jay Garrick is actually paying Johnny Quick a visit, and the two of them think it's past time they get Max Mercury involved as well. Meanwhile, Wally and Barry follow the Pied Piper's lead to the 26th floor of a high-rise building, where a hologram tells them the Combine will run the Keystone Central City area once they dispose of the two Flashes. The hologram sets off an ever-shrinking force field to destroy both Flashes once and for all. Jay and Johnny Quick find Max Mercury as a subway token attendant, but Jay calls in a life-or-death favor and Max once again suits up along with them. Back in the shrinking force field, Barry can't vibrate out of it, but Wally can sustain a vibrational pattern with his hand so long as Barry gives him a jump start. Barry is then able to break free of the force field and Wally's arm is partially through, but he still needs Barry's help to free the rest of him. Barry starts to reach out to help and then stops. Barry rants and raves about Wally trying to replace him. He declares he'll be remembered when he destroys an ungrateful city. Wally pleads with him. After all, he only did everything he's done as the Flash to honor Barry. Your mistake, Barry says as he zooms away. Wally screams out Barry's name, but doesn't give in to emotion and holds the existing vibration and pushes long enough and hard enough to finally free himself from the force field. Exhausted, Wally returns home to find Barry on the local TV news channels announcing to the world that Wally West, aka The Flash, is dead. With his costume in the trash, or the laundry bin, I couldn't figure it out, 
Wally holds his head in his hands and cries. From the old pizza box is an unshaven look. Wally's been out of action for days. Barry's gone on a rampage in the meantime, even fighting with Green Lantern Hal Jordan. Wally hasn't told anyone he isn't dead because he feels he's been stripped of his identity as the Flash. He's just Wally West. When Barry attacks a construction site, Jay Garrick, Max Mercury, and Johnny Quick are there to save the innocent bystanders and confront Barry. Johnny Quick is gravely wounded in the exchange, and Jay stays behind to tend to him. Max Mercury goes after Barry Allen. Wally, doing his best Don Johnson Miami Vice cosplay, heads back to the alley where Barry was resurrected looking for clues. While he finds nothing, a bystander does find a beat-up book with the logo of the Flash in the trash. Yoda of the Super Speedsters, Max Mercury, gives Barry a run for his money until he begins to endanger civilians and catches Max off guard with a super speed clothesline. Luckily, Jay arrives to smack Barry with a metal construction girder. When Jay takes a moment to reason with Barry, Barry blindsides him. Back in the alleyway, Wally finds the memoirs of his aunt Iris and takes the dirty book with the Flash logo back from the bum that found it. While Wally is uncovering the truth in the memoirs, Barry is beating the crap out of Jay at super speed and funneling tornadoes at the local news helicopter covering the action. Jay manages to save the pilot and cameraman, but the helicopter comes down in a fiery crash onto the construction site, taking all three men in a massive explosion. By the time Wally arrives as the Flash, all that's left is Jay's metal-winged helmet. Now that Wally knows Barry's secret, he swears to bring down Barry or die trying. Johnny Quick and Max Mercury are teaching Wally West everything they know about super speed for his upcoming battle with Barry Allen. It turns out Max Mercury is so fast, he managed to rescue Jay Garrick and the other civilians from the massive explosion at the construction site. Max pulls a Bruce Lee and tells Wally to be like water. He also focuses on the psychological barriers Wally's placed on his super speed from the fear of replacing Barry Allen. Wally then reveals the secret to the other speedsters and they craft a plan to lure Barry Allen to the Flash Museum where Wally will be waiting for him. At the Central City Jail, Barry Allen has freed all the prisoners and armed them with guns. The Golden Age speedsters disarm all the convicts as super speed, and Jay wallops Barry a good one, goading him to get up and fight. Max and Johnny Quick take out the convicts with tear gas, and Jay and Barry get into such a brawl that Barry's mask is torn off his face. Barry fakes out Jay with a sympathy card and turns the tables on him, literally breaking his leg. With a thawk and a chalk to Max and Johnny Quick, they too are taken down by Barry Allen. However, they have led him to the Flash Museum and Wally West. Wally tosses Barry Allen a familiar Flash ring and tells him to suit up. The secret finally revealed, the book is a memoir of Barry Allen that could only have been written in the future, yours and mine. Property of one Eobard Thorne, AKA Professor Zoom, the reverse Flash. He fooled them all, Wally and even himself. This wasn't Barry Allen returned, but Professor Zoom who's come back in time. Confronted by Wally West with his original costume, the two go to super speed war in the Flash Museum. Wally discovers Zoom didn't magically come back to life after Barry Allen snapped his neck. This Zoom is from the timeline before he ever met Barry Allen. In the 25th century, superheroes are only in the history books, and Eobard Vaughn idolized Barry Allen most of all. He read all about him in the definitive biography of Barry Allen, and even had his face surgically altered to look like his hero. Well, 
creepy. He used his fortune to replicate Barry's powers and had located the cosmic treadmill to go back in time to visit the object of his idolatry. At first, Thawne thought it was a horrible mistake being sent to the wrong era, but then he thought destiny brought him to this era to take over for his hero. However, when Thawne sees that he himself is Flash's greatest villain, Professor Zoom, he snaps. He doesn't want to die at the hands of his hero, and instead convinces himself that he is Barry Allen. He fooled even himself, so even Green Lantern's ring could only detect his twisted fantasy as the truth. When Zoom goes to destroy the cosmic treadmill, Wally tells him to stop as he'll create a time paradox. As Zoom is about to beat Wally to death, Hal Jordan arrives with the Golden Age Speedster Cavalry. Zoom's yellow costume allows him to break free of Green Lantern's constructs. Zoom kicks Max and Johnny Quick, but Hal grabs some rubble to trap Zoom in, but he simply vibrates away. As the gang gathers around Jay Garrick's bedside, Wally reveals to his friends the author of the biography of Barry Allen, which is going to be written a few years from present day, and tells them it's the only good news to come from all the troubles with Zoom. Wally knows he needs to fight Zoom one-on-one -on -one and get him back so that history follows the correct chain of events. Zoom then busts in on Linda Park's TV interview show and plans to vibrate his fingers through her brain! Wally moves like lightning and swiftly takes Linda away from Zoom's dangerous hands. The final battle between the Flash and the Reverse Flash begins. Zoom knocks Wally to the floor and tells him he'll make the city forget Barry. When they think of the Flash, they will only think of him. Even though Flash loses round one, he's not out of the fight. With renewed vigor, he kisses Linda Park and tells her to put the thought that he might not be able to stop Zoom on his own out of her head. Wally has acknowledged that Max Mercury was right. He was afraid of replacing Barry, but he's more afraid of letting Zoom do it instead of him. Round of two power is on. Wally clobbers Zoom and matches him speed for speed. Wally loses his footing and is grounded. Zoom moves in for the kill. Just then, a bolt of lightning strikes between the two, giving Wally the moment he needs to get back up and beat down Zoom, telling him, you're no Barry Allen. Although Wally's tempted to end Zoom once and for all, he slaps him and taunts and tricks him until he steps on the cosmic treadmill and super speeds back to his own time. Hal and the Golden Age speedsters congratulate Wally on his victory. And the next day, Wally and Linda walk to the Flash Museum. Jay Garrick's leg is on the mend. Wally realizes that he's finally come in onto his own. Nobody calls him Junior anymore. The ghost of Barry Allen is finally at rest. Wally West has his own statue outside the Flash Museum. And while Wally thought she had died at the hands of Zoom, his aunt Iris Allen wrote the life story of the Flash. So she's somewhere out there and she survived because she's got a book to write. Wally tosses the book not wanting to know his own future, but simultaneously knowing the future belongs to him. He's Wally West, The Flash. The end. So I know that wasn't short, but I think, I think you get the point if you've never read it before. Like I said, I was reading this in real time. Mark Wade's run is of, of this title is is fairly revered. It begins sometime in the 60s when he told a year one story with Wally that's also very good. But th this is the one I think that that first comes to mind. Like, I think this is the one like if you're going to read. I, I, I know I said I had problems with figuring out like what the go to 
Barry Allen flash story would be like that, that I would tell someone to read. But this for me is definitively like the go-to, like one of the go-to Wally West flash stories that I would tell people to read. So I, I know, I know Justin's a pretty big flash fan as well. So I'm, I'm kind of curious how he came to this and, and what he thinks of it. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of the character, but my reading of his comic has always been kind of scattershot and very, like, mixed up. I read, like, pieces of the Mark Wade run when it was coming out, but I never read this when it was out. I don't think I actually read this until maybe 2004. I think it was in the spring because, like, in fall of 2004, I moved, and I remember boxing up, like, all my many, like, trades and getting them ready to move, and I remember, like, putting this trade somewhere in that box so i definitely read it before fall of 2004 but yeah this is a story that was kind of always talked about on you know internet discussion boards like back in the day and i didn't really know a whole lot of details about it which was good the first time i read it because i was like okay is this really barry coming back like what's going on and i'm like oh is he is this one of those stories where he's back but he's like stubbed his toe and he's gone crazy or something because i don't know right, how right yeah. i don't know how i'm gonna like that but um i mean i mean that's that's kind of i mean that uh, for me at least from my recollection that i mean you know i i was not uh i was definitely not a jaded reader at this point you know what i mean like like 1993 i, I was certainly not jaded you know like like not not as jaded as as i can be now right like so that there I, I think a lot of these things i took at face value and and I guess I always tend to think that this is whether it, it happened or not, th this is the kind of thing the, the the sort of burden hardest to bear that that I see in, you know, Hot Rod to Rodimus Prime, you know, that whole like, you know, while it took, you know, 79 issues, but I, I feel like this is the moment where like everyone kind of acknowledged like you are the flash like and 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 you know i i've got big notes on that for specific moments but but i mean just in general like th this was something for me that i felt like was a a seminal flash story so if you go back and read the post crisis like wally stories like this book has been really like scattershot and directionless i mean he like wins the lottery at one point it's like they they just didn't really have any clue of what what to do with wally or what direction he should take but once Mark Wade comes in, like he's definitely like he's firing on all cylinders. He's got ideas. And this was, you know, this is a good story. There's a lot of like there's a lot there's a lot of nice little moments I like in this, especially in issue 73, where like, you know, they're having like the Christmas dinner or whatever. And Wally keeps coming into the kitchen and he's like, can I help? Can I can I do this? Can I chop something? Can you know, like, let me do something. And the Garricks are just like. You know, yeah, he's a good kid and blah, blah, blah. And then finally, like, Mrs. Garrick is like, if you don't get him out of my kitchen, I'm going to kill him. And he's like, yep, okay, time to go. <laughs> like, I like that. I also, I, I really like Flash stories where you've got, like, multiple speedsters involved. Mm -hmm. I knew who Max Mercury was because I had been reading Impulse off and on, like, when that, when that comic was coming out. And I really liked that book. So I knew, you know, going into this, I already knew some stuff like you know i knew who max mercury was i knew johnny quick i knew you know golden age flash and blah 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 i don't know anytime you've got like a splash page or a double page spread yeah. of like 
four or five or yeah. however many speedsters like running towards you know running to confront something or they're in a speed force or whatever they're doing i'm just i was you know i'm like man like that's great like i i love moments like that or if it's just like wally and jay like i like seeing those two guys team up because you know like mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of golden age heroes i like jay but i i always like the fact that you know wally's a kid he was a sidekick and then he takes up the mantle and people are still like well he's the flash but you know they're still comparing him to barry and wally definitely has issues with that but you know they kind of have like this father-son relationship that i like because they're always there to like help each other out jay's there to like help him out or give him some advice or you know it's not always just like superhero advice it's about it's a it's advice about like linda he's asking him about like getting you know you, you guys gonna get married and stuff like that like they have a really great relationship so whether they're just like hanging out and having like thanksgiving or something with the jsa and the jla or if they're like teaming up to fight some bad guy like just seeing those two together like I always appreciate that, and I appreciate their relationship. And I don't know, I what you're saying is true. Like this is a big moment for for Wally because he finally does put all that stuff behind him. Like the the looming shadow of Barry, who was like this, he was like this big force in his life, his mentor. You know, he was a kid Flash for so long. He dies saving the universe, and he, like he he has to live up to that idea to someone who gave their life to to save the universe and he has to try and measure up to that every time he puts on the suit like he's out there you know fighting the good fight he's saving people you know beating the bad guys beating the bank robbers like whatever the situation like there's always some something in the back of his mind or someone else or whatever like they're always comparing him to barry in some way and i think like when he has that little breakdown, like after that big confrontation with not Barry, like it's believable. You read so many comics and you get jaded by some of these like emotional moments and you're just like, well, I don't buy this. Like, I don't think Captain America would like curl up in a ball because of like something Ultron did in the wacky future. Like that's bullshit. Like cat, like Steve Rogers would never do that. Like he doesn't give up, but Barry and Wally's relationship, all that past it comes full it comes down on wally and so he doesn't know how to react he's like what he's like what's going on with barry like i thought you know you know things are weird i'm happy he's back but it's weird and now he's like acting wacky doodle and you know he didn't get me out of the little bubble thingy like he's like what's going on so when he's like when he's crying about it and he when he's like throwing away his costume you're just like okay like this this isn't just like a cheap comic book moment. Right. Like this means something for the character. Yeah. It stems from a place of believability. And yeah. Everything. I, I guess before we get too deep into like certain specifics and everything, I assume this is Mike's first time reading this and, and, and I'm hoping he enjoyed it, but, but I kind of want to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Like, like, is this the first time you're reading this? And, and what did you think of this story? Yeah, it was the first time I read it. I had heard of it before. Like like you said, it's a pretty famous like story. Like in I think Wizard probably talked mm-hmm. it up a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I already knew the twist. Like I that that I had long known. Like uh, I was like, Oh, you know, Barry is actually Eobard Thorn. So like I knew that going in. 
But yeah, like I, I can see why this is held in such high regard. Like it's a great like spotlight for Wally. Like mm-hmm. and you know, it, Mark Wade seemed to know exactly how to you know, you know, play with uh, the whole like a, a sidekick who is like intended to be the replacement and then if the original guy comes back you know what happens to the replacement and i you know it's weird to say but it's like back then it's like barry was like permanently dead like i mean Mm -hmm. he was supposed to be dead and you know and it's kind of like you said it's kind of just like optimus prime and like dark awakening almost like or or you know He's exactly. like hot, hot Rod or Rodimus Prime. It's like they weren't I mean, intending. I mean, in, in, in some ways, right? Like, like I mean, Dark Awakening Optimus, I have that note too, but Dark Awakening Optimus was Optimus, right? But then he was kind of, you know, zonked by the Quintessons or whatever, you know? So I, I even feel like, like, even if that was the twist, like, like if it was really Barry Allen, but like, you know, I don't know, the Dominators put a chip in his head or something like that, you know, I just it makes me think of those moments where like Optimus is like, you know, you know, basically once Wally, you know, gets his confidence and it, you know, it's like Rodham is going, I'm taking command. And he's like, what took you so long? You know, like, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's like super cool. Like a, a lot of the moments in this for me. But yeah, I can see, like you always said that like, oh, you would probably like Wally West flash, like Mark Wade's run and like stuff. And like, yeah, this is, this was definitely up my alley. Like I really enjoyed reading this. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's an easy go-to for a lot of people. And, and again, so, sometimes it's hard for me to isolate, you know, just one single issue. I mean, I suppose we could have just read, you know, the, the Christmas issue and, and come back to the other issues later or something. But I just felt like this is a nice, you know, uh, arc or whatever. And, and, and while there are other subplots that continue on and there are some that, you know, strung into this storyline from previous issues, I think this is a pretty, you know, th- this is one of those things. It wasn't written for the trade, but it's, it, it, it's, it's worth reading as, as, you know, kind of like this chunk of, of, you know, trade ish, you know, stories or whatever. And I, I think it's worthwhile to, to read it that way as well, you know, where it's, it's, it, you, you kind of get a complete story and everything. If I had like one little quibble about it, you've already mentioned it, the Green Lantern ring. I mean, I'm a big Green Lantern fan, but like, I don't know. It's like you read this and you, you question like just how, powerful and accurate the green lantern ring is if it can be tricked so easily by like plastic surgery or whatever they did to him in the future just like oh man come on this is the green lantern ring i think it's less about the plastic surgery and more about the mental uh, thing the the insanity of you know it's it's basically like if if you think you're a duck (laughs) you know like and you really believe you're a duck and you run around and quack you know what I mean? Like, I think I think that's a limitation of the ring where the ring is just like, dude, Hal, it, it I swear it thinks it's a duck. So I'm pretty sure it's a duck. And then it's like, aha, I'm not a fucking duck. I fooled you, you know, but it's like I don't even think that was the intention, really, because because the intention was he really did have amnesia and he's so insane that the only way he could figure like he's 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 one of those people that's in complete denial of reality you know eobard thawne you know and he's like he's like the only way i can continue to live if is if i i invent that i am not who i am and he he, he's so desperate to live 
that he he convinces himself he is Barry Allen, you know, and 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 I think it's that weird like single white female type mentality thing. If if you remember that movie, it's like he's he's slowly trying to become the the thing he idolizes, and and eventually like he starts to believe. Like basically, that's the thing. You you know you're messed up when you start believing your own lies, and I think I think that's who that character is. He believed his own lies enough that he fooled, uh, you know, essentially a lie detector. Right. And I guess then, then you have to start questioning, right? Like, does that, does that diminish Green Lantern? Probably. But I guess my, my only defense for that is he's just a guest star. It's not like this happened in his own book. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a difference between if Wonder Woman showed up, put the lasso around him and she's like, he, he appears to be telling the truth and it's, she's a guest star. But if it's like Wonder Woman and that's what she's known for the lasso of truth and it happens in her own book and then she's wrong, then, then that's when you start being like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, like, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a touchy thing. And I think, I think at least in this case, like, I think it gets pulled off, but I, I could see where things like that can definitely go horribly wrong, where you have to sort of roll your eyes and go, ah, you know, it was it was it was for the plot. Right. Like they they, they had to all be convinced a little bit at first. Right. Like and, and the hardest sell for the story to work had to be Wally. Like Wally had to be the last holdout and be like, everybody else is telling me it's real, but I don't know if I buy it. And then when he sees him talking at the grave and telling that story, I mean, that he didn't he didn't make that up. He was insane enough to, like, believe what he was saying. Do you know what I mean? And that's why that's why it fooled everybody so much. Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. That's that's how I took it. At least, you know, at, at this point, I can I can only say I was reading this when I was not jaded enough that I can still sort of defend that, you know, even even today, I guess. You know what this did made me like kind of like reflect on i guess is like how minimalist like like how minimally the the just the bruce tim like paul dini well not paul dini like bruce tim justice league cartoon like really like used like flash like basically like i mean he was he was you know the comedy relief and he was, you know, maybe the moral conscience of the team, but like there was no Barry Allen. So, I mean, he had no like, you know, real like, uh, I mean, to live up to yeah, the person to live up like the, I don't know, maybe like, you know, his friends on the Justice League or whatever. But like, you know, they, they had the Flash Museum episode, but like not we never saw any of that stuff on the show. So, I mean. Like, I, I don't know, but like, no, no, I mean, it, it it's a tough pill to swallow, right? Because, you know, people will will go on record and say how it's like the greatest DC animated series ever. And you know how I feel about that, right? Like, I, I, I tend to think that's uh, looking, let, let me just be generous and say it's looking at it with with very tinted rose colored goggles, right? Like, and I think to be fair, like Justin wasn't lying about the disjointed nature of this comic. It took 79 issues to get to this version of Wally. And arguably by the time the Justice League cartoon was coming out, it had been maybe another, I don't know, 100 issues or so. I'm just guesstimating. I, I, I'm pulling it out of my ass. But, you know, about another 100 or so issues, right? So 
that version of Wally, the the one that was confident and 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 came into his own and had one love in his life that was Linda Park and and eventually became a dad and a family man and all that. That Wally, like. Uh, was around for a long time, right? The 100 issues, what is that? Like, you know, at least, you know, what, six or seven years, right? But the the, the version that they used on the show, I would, uh, you know, I mean, if I was going to be Mr. History of Comics on film and point to, like, here's the evidence of why they went with this version is going to be, one, those early issues of The Flash that that Justin mentioned where, you know, I, I don't know if it was all over the place, but they, they certainly kept trying to find their footing as different writers came on the book. And, and what Justin says is true. They, they didn't quite, they, they had takes, but they didn't quite know where they were going with it. And every time a new person came on the book, they were like, well, that last thing wasn't so hot. So let me try something new. And, and you can argue that in those early issues, you know, Wally was definitely in the shadow of Barry. He was definitely a womanizer on Justice League Europe, he was definitely cracking jokes and and being that horn dog Flash that he is on the animated series. And in a team dynamic, having a character fill that role, you can see why. You know, it's like it's like they were making, um, you know, uh, freaking um, a role playing game or uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, What's the thing? Warrior needs food badly. What the hell is that game? I can't even remember it anymore. The gauntlet. Gauntlet. You know they're doing the gauntlet, and you had. You know, I'm. I'm not saying you need a horn dog. Uh, you know, uh, uh, jokester in gauntlet, but you know what I mean, right? You need. You need the the ranger and the warrior and the spellcaster to heal your guys, and you. You know, I mean, presumably you need the horn dog jokester that's that's in that crew of gauntlet guys or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like it, it was just it was filling like like a leg on the table that was going to be the Justice League. And it, and of those characters they picked, it, it, they could justify it and say they could point to the Justice League Europe issues and go, well, he was kind of horn dog in that. And he was kind of cracking jokes in this issue and, and, and whatever. Right. And and so I think that's how they justified it. And. I also think what you're saying, Mike, is incredibly true, right? Like, what good is a Flash Museum? What good is a Fortress of Solitude if you haven't seen... What good is a Batcave if you haven't seen the stories that tell you what... I mean, the whole point of those are their... Those are their homes, their trophy rooms, their, you know, the, the things that they are most proud of. And if you haven't, I mean, what, what, you know, sorry, uh, that that's going to be, be me getting on my soapbox for a minute, but it's like, what, what the fuck does the J, you know, the, the cartoon Wally have to be proud of slipping on some fucking marbles. We could put some marbles in his flash museum, you know, like put, put a shitty, uh, gorilla <laughs> what, is he helmet in his museum. Gorilla Grodd's van. In yeah. His museum. Y- you know what I mean? Like, 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 so, you know, I mean, I mean, I think, I think for me, I think when I watched that show, the Flash's defining moment was when uh, Brainiac and Luther merged, and he did that super speedster, speed force, fucking around the world punch that like saved the day. And I'm I'm probably giving it too much credit, but like that that was the thing where I went, fuck, finally, like a real, you know, a real Wally West moment. That's like total legit. He's not slipping on marbles and cracking jokes and 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 people aren't you know all these women that watch the show aren't thinking he's a horrible lech he's just 
like the 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 baddest speed force guru there is and he fucking saves the day right and and you know to me that was always my defining you know moment on that show for him but but you know like i i can see why they they tended to justify that version or whatever i i, I guess and, and of course we can't help but get away with these or, or we we can't help but bring up these comparisons but like when when uh eobard or you know eobard who thinks he's barry has that breakdown where he's like you understand me punk you know uh, i'm the flash i felt like i felt like the insanity of that like like you know how i describe him as being insane right like the insanity of that is hate plague ultra magnus combined with transporter disfused captain kirk you can escape from He's like fucking, you know, I'm super speed, super flash, you know, like, like, and, and is just so fucking Looney Tunes, like, like that, that that's what that sort of reminds me of or whatever. But I sort of, I, I, I think I sort of infused a lot of my notes and opinions into the, the synopsis, you know, the whole, you know, Max Mercury is reminding me of Yoda and Bruce Lee and all that stuff. It's, but you know, in some ways, like, again, going back to Transformers stuff, it's like if Drift had been like a really for reals Alpha Trion Autobot from the fifties, like that's what Max Mercury is. It's like, he's, he's like, you know, super cool. Like, and everybody thinks he's cool, but like, guess what? He actually had comics in the fifties. Cause that's how, that's how Mark Waite rolled back then. Do you know what I mean? He plucked him from, you know, the quality comics era uh, level of obscurity and, and sort of revived him or whatever, you know? Yeah, that was cool. Like, I, I mean, I'd heard of those characters before, but I never knew what their deals were. So it was mm-hmm. nice to see, you know, the Flash family, like, you know, yeah. teaming up and everything. And and I guess, you know, to me, like, I feel like, you know, Wally West, Flash, Nightwing, and the PB&J Starman, the Roger Stern Starman, I think, are the three characters that I've seen hardcore Marvel zombies like gravitate to and that 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 would always be my go-to for you right like specifically mike where i'm like oh we need to get him to read some good nightwing some good some good flash which i think this is and some good roger stern Starman, and 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 i think that's what i've seen in my history of my friends that were really hardcore x-men marvel zombies and and when they they slowly you know dip their toe into dc and then things exploded it's like it was because of things like like wally and nightwing and and starman and and i guess what i was going to say about that is that he's even in this like there's this visual language of comics this visual iconography and and you know, I, I don't know if anybody, you know, maybe it's super obvious and everybody's going to be like, oh, that's so obvious. I already knew that. Or maybe Wade and, and LaRocque did it clever enough that 
you you you're you, you didn't know it but your brain did type thing but like the 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 moment where he's you know Wally survives his trial by fire physically when he's in that force field thing but mentally like that Barry left him behind like he's devastated he he, he feels like he doesn't exist anymore and and that whole his costume you know I'd say it was in a trash can and the reason why I say that is because of Amazing Spider-Man 50, you know, because because it, it recalls that iconic imagery of like Spider-Man no more. Like I give up. I put my costume in a trash can and I'm walking away from it. But I think technically it probably was a laundry bin, you know, like like it's supposed to be a couple days and you can tell he's he's not clean shaven. He's got a bunch of takeout or whatever that is. His 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 room is all messy and and, you know, he's He's depressed, right? Like he's he's just sitting there in front of the TV. He he has no idea what he's going to do next and he's just been like eating and and not not showering and not shaving and 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 that flash costume is not really in the trash per se, but it's probably in the stinky laundry bin. Do you know what I mean? But but to me, I I immediately go to that Amazing Spider-Man iconography and think like, "Oh man, he's you know, th th there's a visual language where it's, it, you know, in addition to the unshaven and the all the other stuff, the costume being off to the side, just slumped in the trash or the laundry bin or whatever it is, like that just tells you everything you need to know without reading any of the the dialogue or the lines or anything like that. Well, let me I was going to ask you guys, like, when does Iris come back? Like, and how? Like, she never really died i mean like it, it's 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 like a black canary thing i don't want to explain it like she's she, th think of it this way ba basically like at the end of flash 350 they have the big trial and all that stuff and 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 flash goes into the future and guess who he meets in the future iris she was there waiting for him the whole time she wasn't really ever dead i don't want to get into the explanations of why because it's black canary level complicated but she's alive and they live happily ever after until Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they pluck Barry back and he saves the universe and he dies. So this to me is not it's news to Wally, but I don't think it's news to longtime readers of The Flash, if that okay. makes sense. And then, like, you know, Barry doesn't come back for real until what? Final Crisis? Uh, I think is isn't it a little bit before that, Justin? I don't I don't know. It was like 2005, right? I don't I don't remember. It was Final Crisis 2006. I I mean I I feel like it was a little bit before that, but maybe I'm off. The Final Crisis crossover event was published from May 29, 2008, to January 28, 2009. The Silver Age Flash Barry Allen is resurrected from within the speed force by powers unknown and races back in time alongside Wally West in an attempt to outrun the Black Racer and stop the bullet that will kill Orion. The first issue of The Flash Rebirth was published on April 1st, 2009. I'm not sure about the years, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I think you're close. I, I think, I think your, your dart is close enough like in terms of what you're saying because i mean like you know even though i you know I, I i read final crisis even though i didn't understand a whole lot of it just because <laughs> there was so much like going on in dc at that time but that that was like i know that series had the reunion between wally west and barry allen so well and they they, they did make 
like they they had this catch 22 thing where i think that you know they, they they had said something and i think they probably long exceeded it after a while but there was this thing where they were like you know uh a berry will show up and help you when you most need him like three times like he's a fucking genie or some shit <laughs> and i think I, I think they overuse that, but if I recall, because I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but Infinite Crisis, I mean, Infinite one. Crisis, he shows up to like yeah. fuck over Superboy Prime, so that's like one of the I'm I'm your genie and can you know a bit, bit think of it like like if Barry's like Goku and all those fucking annoying ass DBZ movies, like like you know where Goku's spirit is the thing that really saves the day instead of all the kids that should be saving the day, like you know when they do the the spiritual Kamehamehas against Bio Broly and all that shit, like it's the same thing except for Bio Broly is Superboy Prime, and 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 I think it's like. What is it? It was it was like Wally and 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 um, Bart and and somebody else. I forget who else, but I, I think it was like either Wally and Bart and somebody else in Infinite Crisis. And then all of a sudden you see like, you know, the, from the Speed Force, you know, Barry's like, I got your back, bros. And, and he's also there, you know, fucking over superboy prime or whatever so like they've they 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 you know they just like uh jla avengers you know they sort of teased things like that and then eventually it just became like reality after they teased it enough i feel like dc had a habit of like doing those teases to like test the water because they mm -hmm. did that with mm -hmm. jason todd and hush yep. like oh man mm -hmm. jason todd's back oh it wasn't really him but like yeah i yeah, feel like they it, did that exactly, just to like test exactly reaction the same. yep yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 exactly the same type of I don't know what whatever you're calling it like testing the waters or 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 feeling out the market or whatever right mm -hmm. like you know he drew back his fist to silence the irritating changeling once and for all then a crimson blur grabbed onto him and carried him away at the speed of lightning three generations of flashes had seized the out of control Superboy Prime and were removing him from the scene at super speed. We got him, guys! Wally West was in the middle, his hands gripping the crazed teenager's shoulders. To his left, Jay Garrick, the original Flash from the 1930s, held Superboy Prime's right arm. Gray hair showed beneath Jay's winged silver cap. To Wally's right, Kid Flash had his fingers locked around Superboy Prime's left arm. His yellow costume resembled the one that Wally had worn back when Wally's Uncle Barry was still the Flash. Wally had donned Barry's classic red uniform after his uncle's death in the crisis. Someday, perhaps, young Bart would replace Wally. Together, they shoved the homicidal teenager ahead of him. Superboy Prime's back was to the wind, so that he was facing the three speedsters. His cape and costume were torn and tattered. Blood drenched his face and arms. The wind whipped his hair. Stop it! Let me go! Superboy Prime's eyes flared red. A crimson beam zoomed at the Flash's face, but with amazingly swift reflexes, Jay Garrick doffed his winged helmet and used it to deflect the deadly heat ray. The beam bounced harmlessly off the inside of the silver cap. That was Jay's last gasp, however. The older man's face was pale and drawn. Sweat dripped from his brow. Wally, my tendons are tearing! Electricity crackled around them, mimicking the lightning bolts on their chests. They raced around the world a dozen times a minute. Their boots zoomed across oceans and continents alike. I'm 
I'm sorry, son. You did great. Jay reluctantly let go of Superboy Prime. He tumbled onto the ground as though thrown from a moving car. His weary body bounced across the pavement, taking its lumps. He was back in Keystone City, right where they had started. Godspeed. Wally captured Superboy Prime's right arm, taking over from Jay. Keeping up the pressure on this struggling teenager was like pushing a thousand-pound weight for Superman himself. What are you doing? This isn't my fault! The Flash had no idea where this duplicate Superboy had come from, but it was obvious that he couldn't be allowed to go free. Too many heroes had already died in the boy's insane rampage. He needed to be taken somewhere where he couldn't hurt anyone else. Wally thought he knew just the place. An intense yellow light burst into existence before them, like a wall of shimmering energy. The Speed Force? The Speed Force was more than just the extra-dimensional energy source that powered all super speedsters. It was also a gateway into an ineffable realm that existed somewhere beyond the speed of light. By running fast enough, one could enter this realm where the spirits of past speedsters resided for all eternity. Doing so usually meant abandoning mortal existence forever. Wally was the only Flash to ever pass into the Speed Force and return, thanks to his love for Linda Park. He knew there was no guarantee that he would be able to come back a second time. It's just a chance I'll have to take. Wally nodded at Kid Flash. We've got to keep moving, Bart. We have to get this cycle away from everyone. He's too dangerous. But why did he do that? Who is he? I wish I knew. Superboy Prime's back was against the wall of yellow energy, which moved with the speeding trio as they circled the globe. The two flashes strained to push Superboy Prime through the luminous gateway, which resisted their efforts. Even though they were rapidly approaching the speed of light, they still weren't going fast enough to enter the speed force. Don't stop running, boy! Suddenly, another force gripped him, equal and opposite to the pull of the speed force. He felt himself speeding in two directions at once, his very being stretched out like an infinitely long piece of taffy. To an outsider, it must have looked like multiple flashes existing in a single instant. Flash? Part of him remained beside Kid Flash, fighting to propel the deranged Superboy Prime through the shimmering barrier. But another part of him was yanked back to his apartment in Keystone City. Linda appeared before him, rocking both twins on her lap as she anxiously watched the television set. Matching teddy bears rested upon the floor of the nursery. Linda. She looked around in surprise. Wally? Clutching the twins to her chest, she stared at him with an increasingly alarmed expression. He appeared to her in a haze of bright electrical energy, vibrating in and out of view. Ghost images of the flash stretched behind him to infinity. He reached out for her, his outstretched arm warped by the bizarre optical effects. Oh my God, what's happening? What's wrong? You've always been my lightning rod. You're what's kept my feet on the ground so many times. And I love you more than anything else in the world. But I have to keep running. Where are you running to? That dimension that gives you your powers? The speed force, is that it? No. He'd been to the Speed Force before. This felt different somehow. Not the Speed Force, I think. Someplace else. 
tears sparked from his eyes. He took one last look at his wife and children. I have to let go of everything I love. No, you don't. With a look of determination, clutching her infants, she lunged forward into the unnatural electrical storm enveloping her husband. Wherever you're going, your family is coming with you. She kissed Wally with a passion more incandescent than any burst of lightning. Naked energy flashed around them. The baby's eyes took on a preternatural glow, tiny sparks arcing between them. In an instant, Wally, Linda, and the twins were transformed into a single huge lightning bolt. that exploded out of the apartment. The bolt flashed across Keystone City and back to where Kid Flash still fought to contain the murderous Superboy. The Flash's lingering afterimage faded away as the lightning struck Superboy Prime in the chest, pushing him farther into the speed force. Wally? Bart caught a glimpse of his cousin's face in the lightning before it blinked away. Wally, where are you going? Kid Flash suddenly found himself on his own. His hands were pressed against the Superboy's chest. I can't do this! I can't do this alone! You're right! Only halfway through the glowing wall behind him, this Superboy wasn't budging another inch, no matter how hard Bart pushed. You're even weaker than the rest! I've been watching you for years! You're a joke! You're just a stupid little sidekick! Left all alone! Flash punched Superboy Prime in the jaw a hundred times a minute. Maybe he was no Barry Allen, but he'd always done his best to live up to the Flash legacy. He was buddies with the real Superboy, Connor Kent. I'm not stupid! Oh. A figure in a familiar red costume leaned out of the radiant energy and grabbed onto Superboy Prime from behind. Confident blue eyes gazed into Bart's. You're not alone either. The teenager's jaw dropped. He recognized the face beneath the mask. Barry Allen, the most famous Flash of them all, wrapped his arm around Superboy Prime's neck, catching him in a headlock. Two more figures partly emerged from the Speed Force. Max Mercury, the Zen Master of Speed, grabbed hold of Superboy Prime's right arm. Come on, Johnny, let's lend the kid a hand. You got it. An abstruse mathematical formula had been Johnny Quick's key to the speed force. He seized the struggling teenager's left arm. Superboy Prime fought to break free, but the three deceased speedsters would not let him go. They dragged him farther into the gateway. Don't do this to me! Did he understand what was happening to him? Frankly, Kid Flash didn't care. He was too busy staring in wonder at the legendary heroes who had just come to his aid. It seemed that the Speed Force really was where old super speedsters went when they died. Max? Mr. Quick? His grandfather gave him a reassuring smile. Wally's waiting for you, boys. Kid Flash realized that this wasn't over yet. Harry Allen and the others had pulled the evil Superboy into the Speed Force as much as they could. It was up to him to push the killer the rest of the way, no matter what. Don't be afraid. Max Mercury, the venerable speed guru, had coached Bart back when he was just starting out, teaching him the ropes of the superhero business. Kid Flash trusted him with his life and more. I'm not Max. Bart took a deep breath, just like Max had taught him, then reached deep inside himself for every last ounce of juice he had left.
putting on one final burst of speed, he pushed himself and Superboy Prime beyond the speed of light. The world around them disappeared into a glorious blaze of light. For one infinitesimal fraction of a second, Bart Allen was the fastest man alive. Let's go! The golden light began to swallow him up. They made me do it! You can't get rid of me! When I go up, I'm gonna be Superman! Don't let him you understand! In a blinding flash... I gotta be Superman! Bart Allen disappeared. Oh, my God. Sprawled upon the torn-up pavement, Jay Garrick watched in awe as the speed force erupted outward, ripping apart. The golden wall dissolved into flickering yellow sparks that quickly faded away. Kid Flash and the berserk Superboy were nowhere to be seen. Neither was Wally. Winded, the original Flash climbed slowly to his feet. His aging muscles ached with every movement. His legs felt like rubber. His silver helmet dangled from his fingers, still smoking from Superboy Prime's heat vision. He stood dead center on the suspension bridge linking the Twin Cities. A charred and smoking trail stretched out before and behind him. He couldn't quite believe what he felt in his bones. Jay! He turned to see Wildcat limping toward him. Ted Grant's fuzzy black costume was scuffed and torn. A felt ear had been ripped from his cowl. He gave his pensive colleague a concerned look. You okay, pal? Jay took in the aftermath of Superboy Prime's rampage. Beyond the bridge, the surviving heroes tended to their wounded comrades. Dr. Midnight frantically worked to keep Risk alive. Our man helped Sand to his feet. Stripe, dripping wet from splashing down in the river, carried his stepdaughter, Stargirl, in his steel-plated arms. Negative Man applied first aid to Elastigirl. Raven used her mystic powers to heal Beast Boy's broken limbs. Mr. Terrific and Dr. Niles Calder, the handicapped chief of the Doom Patrol, teamed up to reconnect Robot Man's mechanical legs. Flamebird carefully attempted to thaw out Red Star. Speedy and Grunt began the grisly task of gathering up the remains of Panther, Wildebeest, and Bushido. So much bloodshed and death. All from one hysterical boy. An almost overwhelming sense of loss came over him. The flashes had halted the mysterious Superboy spree of destruction, but at what cost? Jay was stunned by what his formerly supercharged body was telling him. It seemed impossible, and yet... The speed force, Ted. Jay Garrick tried to access its power, just as he had for decades. It's... gone. I, I guess in my notes, I just have, like, I didn't I didn't force you guys to read Green Lantern for you, because I, I don't really think that was important enough to read, but if if you wanted to know how that ties into green lantern like the 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 battle between him and and uh Eobard as Barry is in green lantern 40 if you wanted to read that but it's not i mean it, it's not a very good story do you know what i mean it's just kind of like there you know to be like hey this is what you know this is what's going on <laughs> you know with with hal over in that other that you know 
in that other story mention or whatever. I mean, I, I think this is fine. Just that, that Hal's there is his best friend and they didn't ignore it. And then Hal shows up at the end to try to help out, but he also doesn't, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, again, you know, yes, you know, you can have that attitude about, you know, what the fuck, like Green Lantern has the most powerful weapon in the universe, like yada, yada, yada. But to me, I think it, it, it works in the context of it's, it's Wally's book. Wally needs to be the one that, you know, takes down the reverse flash. It can't be somebody else, but it, it it's worthwhile that he's in there. Like the, the thing that it's important for him to be there is not, it's, it's important for him to be there to go. Yeah. I think this guy's kind of legit, even though that might bug some people. And the other thing it's important for is what Jay does and, and how reinforces and continues is, they they stop calling him junior. They don't treat him like a kid anymore. And 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 I guess reading this in isolation, I think the thing that I feel like might be missing is we, we read these stories for years, and especially in like the 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 JLI, like the Bwahaha era, like some of my favorite issues, like some of the most gut gut you know belly laughter lines have to do with that fucking elongated man and Hawkman and Adam and all these fucking guys, they can't let Barry go. Right. And, and, and it was always, you know, yeah, you're good, but you're no Barry Allen, you know? And it was, that was always the gag, you know, like it was always the, you know, like, like, yeah, you're pretty good kid, but you know, you're not Barry, you know what I mean? And they didn't mean to be so, I don't know, uh, uh, uninspirational for lack of a better term, but it, it, it was part of the gag, right? It was part of the gag of that book. But I think that carried over into, you know, if, if, if the writers in the real flash book took it seriously, right there, there is that aspect where Justin was talking about, like, there's a lot of complexities to their relationship and the fact that he's, you know, he died to save the universe, and part of it is him dealing with with aspects of grief, even though that's not really mentioned. And 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 people deal with grief in their own good time, right? And and like there's like seventy something odd issues of him figuring shit out and being a young twenty something and not knowing what the fuck to do with his life and dealing with the death of arguably one of the most important people in his life. And so when they have that splash page and Wally is the one saying to Eobard Thawne, you're no Barry Allen. Like not only is that an epic moment and, and his triumph at the end of this story, but it's, it's kind of way more meta than you think with all this bwahaha jokage, you know, like with all this, you know, and, and people finally, like, like without this, you could not have super speedster, speed force guru, God, Wally West that like steals speed from people and gives it to the JLA in these Grant Morrison, like, they're the Greek gods and they can just do all this fucking cool shit. And, and they, they, they face all these crazy, you know, obstacles and, and they just deal with it because they're the JLA. Like, like, I don't think you could ever have that without this story getting him over that hump. Cause then he'd still be, he'd still be 
the Wally West that like in Titans where every five minutes, you know, oh, my speed doesn't work. And I love Raven, but she thinks I'm a duty head. And and all this, you know, he, he, he just he had all these like, you know, relationship, you know, because Teen Titans was like the X book. You know, it was it was all about, you know, woe is me and 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 how how the kids have to overcome all these relatable problems and everything. But it, it, you know, it really made kid flash and Wally, like he he came into, and and then he was supposed to take over the mantle. So it was like, it was like having a kid with all these, um, with all this baggage, you know, and, and, and then he had to live up to like, you know, quote unquote, St. Barry, you know? And so part of that was for like the JLA guys to like treat it as a joke, you know, like, like that it's funny. Like there's no way you could possibly live up to this guy. So let's all, let's all have a chuckle about it. And and those old codgers over there, I'll keep talking about the good old days, but we're, we're going to also laugh at them at the same time because we're going to laugh at them for being old codgers, you know, the old men who yell at clouds and say, you're no Barry. Right. And just yuck it up and enjoy you know, whatever, you know, Wally West stories we had. But I think in this point, it's like a lot of those older contemporaries that were like Uncle Hal. It's like Uncle Hal is not calling you junior anymore. And 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 Jay Garrick is like, you're the Flash. You earned that name. You are the Flash. And nobody's going to accidentally call you Kid Flash any fucking more after this. And like, that's that's one of those things that's like so important you know, in, in this story. And then like the, the, the point where it really picks up for me is like 77. Cause like the, the, like, like what Justin said, those, those images of like when, when Johnny quick and Jay Garrick and Max Mercury show up to confront Barry, you're just like, Whoa, this is so cool. And like, it just goes into high gear and there's all these like cool, like super speed battles and it, it, it trickles all the way till the end of it. It's like, it's like once 77 hits and that DPS comes up and, and the first fight is on like where they, they, you know, they might not know he's, he's thawing, but they know something's not quite right. And they're going to have to confront Barry. It's like, there, there are moments ebbs and flows where, you know, sometimes it slows down because they have to check in on Jay and his broken leg and all this other stuff. And, and, you know, th- there's ebbs and flows to the, the, the action and the climactic moments. But once it gets to that point, I feel like it really picks up and, and is very gripping and, and has all these fantastic super speed battles. And I know Mike knew about the reveal ahead of time. And the reason why Mike knew about the reveal ahead of time is the same reason why I knew about the reveal of the Thunderbolts ahead of time, because it was so fucking good. And not enough people were reading it, so Wizard p- pimped the hell out of it, and and it was just as fucking epic as that Thunderbolts reveal. And it's better than Zorn and Magneto. It was better than whoever the Joker was in that other Morrison Batman run. And it's definitely fucking better than Kevin Smith's stupid ass onomatopoeia crap. Like this reveal is is epic. Like it's 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 really really good because people were so fucking slap struck like they were slapped in the face going what do you mean you're bringing back barry and they were so slapped in the face by it and meanwhile while they're rubbing their cheek dude has like a big fucking uh brass knuckle in his other hand ready to fucking smack you in the fucking face and break your fucking 
skull or whatever with this reveal of of the reverse flash and it's just like i mean that's to me how I, I i think it's good i mean i don't know maybe back then there were some jaded people and they saw it coming a mile away but i i i thought that this is you know as opposed to my normal sort of uh this is a shitty murder mystery or this is a shitty reveal of somebody it's like haha i was you know, I was old man Withers the whole time or whatever. What? It's it's definitely to me, it's it's not a Scooby-Doo joke. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a good, good reveal. So I I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't say enough good things about this. So, I mean, that's that that's the main reason why I wanted uh, Mike to read it and everything. And and again, I mean, I, I guess we're kind of fudging the whole anniversary thing. But I mean, it's it's a great story. And, and I think, you know, I guess, you know, for for whatever it's worth, like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure plenty of 90s stories get decried, but I mean, this is definitely one of them that's in the early 90s. And it's it's something that I think still holds up. I still feel as uh, as strongly about it and, and, and you know, revisiting it like the, the the epic moments still feel really epic. The the, you know dramatic moments like Justin was talking about seem really believable and character driven and 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 seem essential and impactful to the characters and don't feel like they just you know they didn't think of the moment first and craft some shitty story around it it's like it all seems very organic and it flows well and and it 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 juggles like you know a cast of, uh, you know, a supporting cast of characters, a supporting cast of heroes and, and, and everyone again, you know, this is my, my tired old rant, but you know, they all have distinct voices and, and, and are very interesting and compelling characters. And, and, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. Anything else guys, any, any other thoughts that you had while you were reading this, Justin, like maybe other recommendations or things that you might want to get Mike to read in the future or anything like that. Again, it's really hard for me to pin down, you know, a particular flash story. Like I, I want to say like the entire Mark Wader run because it's, it's one of those it, things. It is, it is worth reading. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it's worth podcasting about, Yeah. but, but it is, it is worth reading you know, that that run of Flash for sure. Absolutely. The the other thing, you know, what was dawning on me that might be fun to look at and, and without spoiling it too much and is see if you remember this. But do you remember uh, the Jeff Johns issue 207? Not off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head. OK, I, I just think it, it has decent uh, again, kind of like this. It has some decent Spider-Man parallels and and it's something where I, I think it it does something a lot better than um, than than a Spider-Man story. And so, like, I was like, you know what? I bet you we could just read get away with like reading that one issue. And I was like, maybe one day I'll bring that, you know, like that, that kind of thing. But, you know, and I and I also know, I guess, maybe as a as a teaser or whatever, I know that uh, we're, we're going to be participating in the, the Jail May podcast in 2023 and the Brave and the Bold issue we agreed to do will have the Flash in it as well. So so we're still going to be we, we still have nefarious plans to have Mike read more Flash stories, whether he wants to or not. So what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I enjoyed this one <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> OK, cool. All right. Well, I, I guess that's I guess that's what we got tonight and uh, what we got for tonight. 
If you guys have any other comments, questions, and or concerns, you can super speed reach us at fanholspodcast at gmail.com. You can download the backlog of episodes. You can direct download them over at the blog spot. That's fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. But if you want to stream us, we're on all kinds of streamers. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets. And until the next time, this is Derek. Derek WC, Johnny Quick is a poser, signing off. Hey, it's Mike. Run, run, run. Run, Barry, run. And this is just... kind of another thing that's a shame is like this version of wally was never on like the tv show or anything nope. like or as, been... they, as, they, as they like to say people have skipped the line so so hard that uh some people were never even in line to begin with yep. I, I i remember back in the day when i envisioned a flash movie i envisioned it like there, there was that um, I, I put it in my history of comics on film video but it was like that movie that korean movie so close where it was like there was this hot you know asian assassin girl and she has a sister and then the the hot asian assassin girl gets like killed in the first 30 minutes of the movie and then the sister like takes her place do you know what i mean and and like i know that's insane it's it's like fan wank fanboy wannabe hollywood movie but i was like hey it worked for that movie you know and i had always envisioned like barry's in it for the first 30 minutes and then fucking crisis gone and then wally takes over for like the last 60 minutes and then you make movies about wally you know like but you know i know that's like crazy or whatever but that was always my the way i had envisioned it and and and, and it's almost like it's crazy to think of because to some of us of a certain vintage like wally is so fucking important and i feel like they you know they just it's almost like if, if all you know about the flash is these movies and tv shows and whatever i mean you know i don't know may, maybe because of the justice league cartoon that you referenced like maybe there's some love for wally there but i, I don't feel like it's the same way when they always bring up john stewart you know what i mean like i i, I don't i don't see people you know, campaigning and going like, oh, there needs to be a Wally West movie instead of instead of a Barry Allen movie or whatever. Whereas I, I think I do see that, you know, with Jon Stewart sometimes. So I, I don't even know if it works uh, that love works that way, you know.
I guess maybe it's because Wally's like a legacy character and like like more. Well, I, I guess like you know John Stewart is. It kind of seems more like a contemporary of Hal than a like you right, know a right. protege or a le- you know. I mean, I guess I guess arguably the the only Wally that's ever been done justice is uh, the one in Young Justice. I think. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, if if I was going to point to one version of Wally West that was done in some kind of, you know, uh, I, I mean, not live action, but you know what I mean, like some kind of televised, you know, thing, you know, that that's the one where, I mean, it, it definitely got the, you know, what everybody likes to say when they, you know, try to make excuses for how they change characters and stuff. They're like, as long as it got the... Uh, what, what do they usually say is as long as it got the essence of the character or whatever, you know what I mean? And I, I would say that, um, you know, that young justice at least got the, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was a long form story. So you could, you could see him be a, a funny guy and a jokester, but you could also see him be heroic and a sensitive guy and have a, 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 a monogamous relationship with someone and, and then see him sacrifice his life. Right. And then, I mean, you know, I'm assuming that show's never coming back ever again. So uh, he never comes back. Not really. Right. Like, so it's. Um, I, I, you know, mm. it felt like something that did capture the the essence of, you know, in, in its well, own I way. Liked it, 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 it showed that Wally was like smart, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah, it was, it, Wally was a big dummy, even though. Right. He, right. But. That, well, this, you know, yeah, the, the Wally and Young Justice never fucking tripped on marbles. You know? And he didn't have to go out and find rubber duckies and stupid shit like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And um, I watched the stupid trailers for Flash and Guardians. Fanny yeah, too. Yep. And something else. Oh, I didn't watch whatever the something else was. Uh, there was that Super Mario thing you posted. Yeah. Like, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. I like that, yeah. Oh, there was a Creed 3, like, 30-second trailer. And then there was another, there was an Indiana Jones, like, 30-second trailer. Something else. Can't remember. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how to feel about the Flash movie. I yeah I don't I mean it was one of those things where I was looking at it and there were some things where I was like ooh that's kind of like interesting and then and then I and then I saw his face and I was just like oh yeah this asshole's in it and then I think the thing that took me completely out of it was when uh, Keaton showed up he's like I'm Batman you know and I was just like oh for fuck's sake you know like <laughs> he he said on. the thing. He said the thing. Right. Let's all let's all stand up and clap. Like I can't. I clapped. I can't. I can't fucking take <laughs> it's, that it's, shit. It's, it's 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 almost like it's like he's like, hey, Flash, it's with the devil in the pale moon. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just. He might it, as, I, I mean, he might as well have. Like, he's like, I'm Batman. You want to get nuts, Ezra Miller? Oh wait, you already did. Let's get nuts. <laughs> you know, like what? Like I I don't. I can't. I can't handle it. That totally like. I I you know totally. I mean, took me out of the whole thing. And is it me or did did the Guardians three trailer just show me the movie so I don't have to see it now? 
It did show a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was I was like you, Mike. I was like, everyone dies. Everyone's throwing up death. Yeah, flags. it looks like every everyone's. Yeah, it's like it looks like. I was like. Dead. I was like. Peter and, and Gamora can't get along until they get along and kiss at the end. Uh, Rocket finds his girlfriend and is all butthurt over the high evolutionary fucking with them, but they kick his ass. The end. Uh, Drax and Mantis do stu- say stupid shit, and then they're all sad at the end when Peter fucking kills himself. The end. Goodbye. And I was just like, <laughs> I guess that's the whole movie, right? Like, I guess I don't need to see it now, right? Like, I think I'm covered. <laughs> 